0: What's up, everybody? This is Shaw Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. My prayer is that you encounter God as a result of listening to this sermon today. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is week two of Advent 2023, and today we're going to talk about peace and Jesus brings us peace, and um, in person today, we're going to be, we'll have our Advent wreath, and we're going to be lighting the second candle. The first one was, anybody, anybody, come on, um, hope, all right? And then the second one, second candle is peace, and it is the, what they call the Bethlehem candle. And so as we look at Advent here, I'm going to pray in just a second. It's like this chronological process too. So hope and um, talked about the prophecies of the Old Testament, Prophet Isaiah specifically, Micah, Jeremiah. And then we get into the second week, the second Sunday leading up to Christmas Day um, is Bethlehem candles. So this is um, really the idea of um joseph and mary going to bethlehem all right where jesus would be born so you see it's going through this and the next one will be joy next week will be joy and that's really uh they call it the um angel's candle so that's the and we're going to read a little bit of that today but the angel's candles where um the angels rejoice the hosts of heaven right um And so there we go, we're going to rejoice like the angels, and then we get to love, and um, that's the last candle. And then there is, in some environments, there's a fifth candle, and it's Christ's candle, and so that candle's white, which represents um, the purity of Jesus, right? So anyway, there we go, I just gave you the whole um, process here. But let me pray for today and we're gonna get into peace, the Bethlehem candle. So Father, we just thank you today for your word and we just pray, God, that you minister to us by the Holy Spirit as we get into your word. We pray that we're able to just think on who Jesus is, that he truly is our peace. Um, He's our eternal peace. And so we pray that we receive from the Spirit of the Lord today. We receive from the Spirit of peace. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. All right, so let's jump in here. Um, Luke chapter two, we're gonna start with verse one. We're gonna read to verse six, and this kind of gives you what's going on here, and hence the Bethlehem candle. So Luke two, verse one to six, and it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered that census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Bethlehem means house of bread and uh, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David. Verse five, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed betrothed wife who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. All right? And so once again, uh, the second candle of Advent of the... Uh, Second candle on the advent wreath represents peace. All right. Um, Say this with me. Say, thank you, Lord, that you are my peace. Often called the Bethlehem candle. It reminds us of uh, Mary and Joseph's journey from Nazareth to, to Bethlehem before Mary gave birth to Jesus. All right, here we go. So building on the meaning of the prophecy candle hope Kind of, um, kind of reviewing again a little bit. I kind of did this at the beginning, but um, just so we kind of get the the whole spiel here. Uh, building on the the meaning of the prophecy candle hope, this second candle piece uh, recalls that after all of the division, destruction, and dispersion of the kingdom of God in the Old Testament, finally there is peace on earth. Jesus has come, and so has his kingdom of peace. So that's why it's called the the candle of peace and, uh, or sorry, the the uh, the shepherds, sorry, not the shepherds candle, the Bethlehem candle. I've been studying all these, so they, they kind of get jumbled in my mind a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, but that's why it's called the Bethlehem candle or peace because this is where Jesus was born. And this is, and he is the Prince of Peace and his kingdom, is that of peace? So it's like, here comes Jesus. Um, we're lost and dead in our sins. We, we, you know, and you just look at the old Testament and the judgment of God that had to be there because of sin and until Jesus died on the cross. So here it is. Here comes peace on earth. Um, Jesus not only um, creates peace between us and God, but he creates peace when he is in our heart that we have peace with humanity and other people. So, So Jesus brings peace, the kingdom of peace, and we are now at peace with God and we are and can and should be at peace with other people. All right, so let's go into Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. Isaiah chapter nine, verse six reads, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince, of peace or captain of peace, right? And so sin and this world, right, has caused turmoil in our lives. Can I get an amen? Throughout the ages anxiety, fear, addiction, discontentment, turmoil, trauma, depression, demon possession, lust, false identity, sickness, disease, etc. But here is my first point. Jesus is our peace. Jesus is our peace. Jesus changes everything. And so peace isn't just some kind of, I don't know, some like ooey-gooey kind of feeling per se. It's, not, it's, it's a much deeper than that. It's much broader than that. It's not just, you know, I know we use that word in our English language just like when, when, when things are quiet and, you know, there's not a lot of commotion and it feels peaceful. It's like this, maybe sometimes we use peace as more like an ambiance or like an atmosphere, right? And you walk into an environment, you're like, oh, this is peaceful, right? And so I, I get that, I think that can apply. But the, the peace of who Jesus is, he's the Prince of Peace, and the peace he brings to us is much broader and deeper. There's there's much more dimension to the peace of God then how we communicate peace. And I, I understand that, that this word can be applied to like where there's no wars within among nations, maybe nations at one point were at war and now they're at peace, meaning they're not at war. Or you might have had um, some kind of um, altercation with somebody or some kind of division in your family or life relationship and now you guys are cool with each other, so, and so now you are at peace with them, right? So that, that that's cool, that applies, but, but peace is much more than that, okay? So I'm gonna give you the Hebrew definition because we're reading the Old Testament here. And when it speaks of the Prince of Peace, um, this is who Jesus is. So when we encounter Jesus, um, when we walk with Jesus, Um, and when we, um, uh, even just think about kind of this season of Advent and what is happening and what we're remembering, right? This is who Jesus is. And this is what, how he impacts us, how he transforms us is through the peace that he is, the, the peace that he gives and brings so Jesus is our peace. So here we go, I'm gonna give you this definition now. This is peace in the Hebrew. It means completeness, completeness, wholeness, soundness. So welfare, good health, favor. We're speaking of a peace that isn't just a feeling. It's not just an ambience or an atmosphere. It's not just reconciliations with other people. This peace is actually touches God's presence. Jesus, his heart for us is that we would be complete whole, sound, in a state of good health, welfare, favor in our whole entire spirit, spirit, soul, and body. And so the peace that Jesus gives and brings brings a wholeness to us, a soundness, a completeness to our very being, spirit, soul, and body. So during the Christmas season, Um, And this is maybe a reminder of how we kind of started Advent and kind of how we explained it. But during the season, it's so important that we pause and remember who God is and what he has done for us. And one of those main things he has done is he has given us the peace of God. That we, in Christ, can be complete, whole, sound, in a sense like put back together. Right, not vexed and discontent and being pulled about and 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 uh, tempted and pulled into darkness and sin and perversion and things of our past no we are in christ complete whole sound there's welfare there's good health like mentally emotionally health even even in our body favor okay so god is our peace you know the world can't give this kind of peace right you can walk into a restaurant it can be really cool and have kind of low, kind of have dim lighting, you know, and they got a little jazz music going on. It's like, and it's and it's super chill, right? And so that's cool. That And we would say, man, this is like kind of peaceful, peaceful vibe up in here, right? And, and then you can walk into other environments that, are, environments that are just chaotic and crazy and wild. And you're like, whoa, get me out of here, right? So I understand that, but no, but the peace of God, the wholeness that Christ brings to us, right? This World can't give us this type of peace, okay? Um, and and so, but but you know, so so we don't get it from this world. You know, it's like that old that old gospel song, right? This joy that I have, the world can't give it to me. But this peace that I have, the world can't give it to me. The world can't give it, and the world can't take it away. And so and so while we're in this world, we, we can have peace because of Jesus. So. Um, we can't get it from this world, but while we are in this world, um, we can have peace in Christ, in Jesus. And so yeah, I just want to start with that. That bottom line, that's what Advent's all about. That, that Jesus is our hope. He gives us hope, he brings hope. It's from Him. It's literally just in the very nature of God. This is these are attributes of the divine nature, and one of them that is. Just rampant throughout scripture, front to back, is that our God is a God of peace, and that Jesus is, as we read in Isaiah, He is the Prince of Peace. And so that is the truth. That is just worth celebrating and just um, you know, meditating on the word and who God is. That man, God has come. To bring peace on earth, and that peace on earth is Him. It is His presence. It is it is it is it is what we get from His word. All right, Jesus said, "My peace, I give you." Right? I don't give as the world gives. Like He gives us peace. Right? And so, so what is our response to this, or how do we? What is something that we can do now? What is where does our will come in? Where do, Where does our effort and our maybe step toward God because this is who God is and so um how do I walk this out how do I how do I invite or bring and allow the peace of God to rule my heart and so here is my next point I'm going I'm to say this these three words because they all kind of go together so I didn't really know how to make this a point so I just figured I'd just throw these three words in there and we'll talk about it but here it is prayer presence, and peace. Prayer, presence, peace. Okay, we're gonna talk about this. And so the connection of prayer, God's presence, and his peace, this connection of the presence of God, the manifest presence of God, um, our prayer life and God's divine peace. And so I find this kind of interesting. in our in-person gathering today, we're actually doing baptisms, which we're really excited about. And so um, just a little history of Advent. Advent in the in the fourth and fifth century, we're talking 300s and the 400s, you know, was a time of preparation. So Advent was really a time in the early church here. It was a time of preparation for baptism, okay? Of, of new believers. And so um, these new believers in the, in the communities In in the early church, they would spend forty days in prayer and fasting to prepare for the celebration that accompanied the baptism of new believers. And so, um, I think that's kind of cool. Nice little piece of history there. Like that, the earliest idea of Advent was um, preparation uh, for baptism, and it was prayer and fasting. And so, what is what is what do we do? What is our step? Towards peace, how do we, uh, what, what, what in our will, what can we do? And uh, I will say this: you can pray, right? You can pray. And I don't just mean praying for peace. I just mean prayer. Um, I like this. I I was almost going to make something like this a point. I just didn't know how to word it, so I just put prayer, presence, peace. But what I mean by prayer is not just asking for peace. I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm just saying to intentionally spend time in the presence of God through worship, song, reading of the scripture, meditation on the scripture, and praying. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, I encourage you to pray in other tongues, pray in English, pray in your known language, pray in tongues. As Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all, right? And he's like, man, I wish y'all prayed in tongues. And so if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, I encourage you to pray in your prayer language. So we call it our prayer language. And there's, there's so many benefits and things that 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 prayer does and the different types of prayer. And so um, so, in, my encouragement to you is this, is that in prayer and just going to God in prayer is just really, pract- if I could say it this way, practicing the presence of God. Meaning I'm just gonna go pray because I wanna get in God's presence. I just wanna commune with God. I'm just, you know, this isn't, uh, I think sometimes if we're not careful, prayer can just be about asking for things. There's nothing wrong with asking for things but prayer is much more than asking for things. Prayer is fellowshipping with God. And so when we fellowship with God's presence, when we pray, we get in his presence, we get in his face, we we experience his peace. So prayer, presence, peace. So, So Advent, this season, this is our invitation from God to set our minds off the stresses of life and to practice his presence. Okay, so I'm just reading a little bit from my notes here. Just reading a little bit from my notes. All right, hallelujah. And so Advent is a chance uh, to focus our thoughts on the gift God has given us in Jesus. And that gift we're talking about today is his peace, wholeness, completeness, all right? Uh, think about this. When our lives are chronically hurried, um we're kind of fighting against the peace of God, now, and I don't think we'd intentionally do that. But if, if we're if we're honest, I I think what w- you know when we when we have no time for God, you know, this isn't a judgment. I'm just I'm speaking in reference to our actual peace, our well being, our wholeness, our completeness in God. Like we're actually fighting against that when we don't make time in God's presence. Can I get an amen? So when we're caught up, you know, in worldly things, it will rob us of the peace we find in Jesus. And when I say worldly things, I just mean everything else other than God's presence. Can I get an amen? Here we go. Let's read this. Psalm 46, verse 10 to 11. So I'm talking about kind of what's in your hands. What what can you do when it comes to experiencing and walking in? the peace that Jesus has brought us, and it is prayer, prayer. Psalm 46, 10 to 11. Here it is. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Man, isn't that, doesn't that, have advent all over it right be still press that pause button know that I am God that that's what we're doing right here in this in this holiday season is we are taking time to just be still to know that he's God right meditating on who Jesus is he says I will look at be still know that I'm God and he and, he, and God such a tell the psalmist here what he's gonna do he's like I will be exalted among the nations I will be exalted in the earth and then the psalmist then replies the Lord of hosts is with us Jesus his name shall be called Emmanuel God with us all right be still and know that he is God this word still in the Hebrew um, say it with me say be still and know that I am God. And that's interesting, that's such a powerful verse right there. It's it's really, it's saying that stillness, stillness, quietness, pause, contemplate, meditate, all that stuff, be still. That that, that is connected to knowing God, to knowing that He is God, right? Um, like I said before, the, the busyness, the getting caught up in the hustle and bustle can rob us of, of knowing God just deeper, going deeper in our, our root system in, in God, our, our root system in his presence, our root system in his word. Be still and know that I am God. And this word still, it means to cease I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. To cease, to wind down, to uh, this is this is a really good kind of picture of what still means stillness in the Hebrew. It means to draw toward evening. You know, that's when things kind of get quiet. You know, um, creative people, a lot of creative people, they kind of come alive in the evening, because everything slows down. Um, Everything's a little bit more quiet. I mean, depending on time and place, but you get the idea, right? It literally means draw toward evening, stillness, quietness, right? It also means, it literally means to relax. Come on, if you're with somebody today, just tell them, you need to relax. You need to chill out, I'll be honest with you. I'm definitely one that needs to learn How to relax, chill out, but stillness to cease, to draw toward evening, to wind down, to relax. There's this quote in the military, uh, one of the branches of the military, I find this kind of interesting, and it is, slow is smooth, smooth is fast, right? And so what is that saying? It's just basically saying, like, kind of take your time and look at the details, Right, like don't get so hurried because, in a sense, you really won't be as productive and you won't be able to move as fast if you're just like, you know, just disregarding, just just you know, running through stop signs or whatever it is. And so I find that a very interesting quote. But uh, once again, slow is smooth, and smooth is fast. Meaning, even in our pausing, I mean, I, I really believe this. Like that, our pausing, our relax. Are winding down, are having those moments daily, like where it's kind of like we cease, right? You know, this is you know, think about the Sabbath, the rest, right? Draw toward draw toward evening, the chill time, right? I, I really believe that we will be all the more productive and all the more healthy when we have those moments that we discipline ourselves to have those moments where we are still, we cease, we we, we, we we have that drawing toward evening moment. We wind down and we relax. Here's another kind of quote, um, and it's a real simple one. I was listening to a podcast of these pastors, and, and one of them said, and they were talking about just um, learning not to be so hurried and impatient, right? But he wrote, another quote they shared was, um, people that are boaters that, you know, take boats out on the ocean or the river or whatever, or sorry, the lake, not the river. No boats in the river, really. But uh, anyway, but when, uh, but when docking a boat, boaters say, when you're docking it, they say, slow is pro, right? Like, um, and you gotta, once again, slow down. We wanna get this done well. We wanna get it right. We don't wanna bring harm to anybody. Slow is pro, okay? So be still. Cease, draw to to me. wind down, relax. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast, right? Slow is pro. Come on, say that with me. Say slow is pro. All right, here we go. And so we're we're really talking about what's in our hands, how we can discipline ourselves. And here we go. Here's my last point, folks. Be a peace practitioner. (laughs) What what am I talking about here? Like what's the main idea here um, with uh, peace? Jesus is our peace. Jesus came to give us peace. And um, what we call the Bethlehem candle. All right, it's where the Prince of Peace was born. That at this point in the this geography, Bethlehem, right, an insignificant small town, the peace on earth came, born of a virgin. Okay. And so it's who Jesus is. But then I also want to encourage you, as I have, is okay. So what do I do? How do I how do I respond to him? How do I invite him? How do I actually walk in this? What's in my hands? What tools? Okay, and we're really talking about um, a couple things. Is is prayer, of course. And what I mean by that is just simply practicing. God's presence, okay? And we talked uh, a bit about that already. And so I'm kind of summarizing that by saying this, be a peace practitioner, okay? You might be like, "How? what does that mean? So let me give you the definition of practitioner. A person actively engaged in an art or discipline. And so we can intentionally create healthy life rhythms that promote peace in our lives, okay? all right, we can intentionally create healthy life rhythms that promote peace in our lives. Sometimes those things, this is where our discipline can come in. And this is um, something that I've been doing um, um, lately is just for me, this has worked. Um, I want to be a peace practitioner. I want to discipline myself in this area so that I am drawing nigh to God. He's drawing nigh to me, right, in this area. And I want to Bring and welcome more of God's peace in my life. So one thing I am doing is I am getting up a little bit earlier than I normally do lately in just spending time personally alone with God, just a little bit early. We always we, we usually get up pretty early already um, in our home, you know, but just a little bit earlier. And it and it and it's really um, brought a healthier rhythm. I don't have life figured out, right? I'm not saying this is the secret key to I'm just saying that there's something in my hands. I can make a decision. I can discipline myself. And so as a result, I go to bed a little bit earlier, just trying to bring another layer of discipline into my life. I want the peace of God actualized in my life. And it's like, if you do everything you've always done, you'll never, you know, you always have what you always had. You know what I'm saying? That's probably the worst way to say that quote, but you guys know what I'm talking about. You got to do something different. Okay, and so be a peace practitioner. Discipline yourself in this area. What, what is it? What is it that you can do to promote and bring and welcome and actualize the very peace of God that's already been provided for us through the cross? So here we go. I'm gonna end with this verse. Psalm 85, verse eight to 13. Here we go. Psalm 85, eight to 13. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. See, I, I, this is where I will hear what he's gonna speak. For he will speak peace to his people, and to his saints. But here it is, listen to this. This is what this is our responsibility too. But let them not turn back to folly or foolishness. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that, gl- that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth shall spring out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yes, the Lord will give what is good, And our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and shall make his footsteps our pathway. Hallelujah. Jesus has come and he has come to give us peace, wholeness, completeness, soundness. Hallelujah. A Mental, emotional, spiritual health. This is who Jesus is. And so, our step is, I will hear, I will hear what the Lord will speak, for He will speak peace to His people. Hallelujah. Position yourself in a new way, a fresh way, where you can hear the voice of God, and when He speaks to you, He is going to speak peace. All right? I just want to end with this thought, and then I'm going to pray, but Um, The the song, The Christmas Carol, Hark the Herald, Angels Sing. Okay, It was written in the 18th century uh, by Charles Wesley and it was abridged, or not abridged, edited a little bit by George Whitefield. Um, He didn't change much, but just a couple words and a couple lines of it. Um, But I'm gonna read kind of the first part of it. And this really speaks to the um, Bethlehem candle and that Jesus came to give us peace. Check this out. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise. Join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Hail the heaven born Prince of peace. Hail the Son of righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings, mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Father, I pray that we not only realize, meditate, and think on the peace that you give us, but I pray we'd walk in it. I pray that your peace would guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I pray that during this season, Lord, we'd learn to pause, be still, and know that you are God. We invite and welcome your peace into our lives, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you haven't accepted Jesus into your life, I wanna give you that opportunity right now. Uh, Jesus wants you to experience forgiveness, to be forgiven for your sins to be washed away. He wants to walk with you. He sent his son to die for you. He rose again the third day so that you won't die in your sins. He sent the Holy Spirit to fill you, to make you his very temple. He wants to dwell within you. And so if that's you, I want you to just pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I have sinned. I repent, forgive me. I turn from my sin and I turn to you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Jesus, you are Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead and you're gonna raise me up when I die. I will be in heaven with you forever. I surrender my life. Walk with me, Jesus, all my days. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And my prayer is that you go out there and you change your world through the power of of Jesus Christ. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings and follow us on social media and check out our website at hopelandla.com. Peace.